for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. I want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. I hope this week has kicked off on a phenomenal note for you guys. It's Thursday, almost the weekend, so, you know, as I always say, we have to keep pushing and keep grinding to the end, make sure we're knocking out all of those goals and accomplishments that we um uh, we have set for the week. And as always, you guys know the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by no other than YRN1328. That means, great people, that you are being heard pretty much all over the place, you guys. And so big shouts out to YRN. And um, I want you guys to be prepared. Uh, tonight we have a special treat in store for you guys. We got a new guest. Uh, we got Arthur. We got life coach uh, Katrina Young Sosa. She is in the building this evening, you guys, and we're going to be talking about her awesome book um, entitled You Are Queen. I'm very excited about talking about that. I, I love, love, love the title in itself, and so we're going to be talking about that and we're going to delve into some other um, great topics and discussions this evening, you guys. So I hope you guys are out there. hope you are going to share the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great things so that our special guest is able to be heard this evening. And if you're out there, if you have a question or comment, feel free to call in, you guys. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. And all you have to do is press the number one to join us on the line. And so we're not going to delay any further, you guys. We're going to bring the lady of the hour on here so she can tell you all about herself and more. Katrina, you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited. I, I've been looking forward to We've been uh, kind of chatting off and on for a few months now, so we finally were able to, to make things happen, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited about the show. Wonderful, wonderful. And so, of course, for the folks um, out here, tell tell us a little bit about who is Katrina Young Sosa. Okay. Um, Well, I'm a life and relationship coach. As you mentioned in your introduction earlier, I have a book coming Mm -hmm. out called You Are Queen. Um, I'm all about empowering women, um, helping them find their purpose, helping them Mm -hmm. reach their desires and dreams. And just, you know, I believe that 
you know, life is not a passive activity, and um, I just want to help people make the best of the time that they have here. So that's what I'm out here Absolutely. trying to do. Absolutely, which which is always a great thing. I, I often feel like a lot of times so many of us um, have a lot of dreams and inspirations and things that we want to do, and we kind of just – put them on the back burner, you know, because of, of things mm-hmm. that happen, like whether it's just life in general or different little things that we're dealing with. And so we have a tendency to kind of put our, our own dreams, you know, on the back burner. And, uh, you know, our, we're so busy helping others build their dreams that we kind of lose sight of our own. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm guilty of that myself. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> me too. Me too. I definitely – that's, that's one of the things I, I've def, I definitely did for a while is um, helping other people um, do the things that they need to do. And then when it came down to myself, I just didn't put that much effort. And so I, I'm striving uh, daily to keep myself in mind, <laughs> keep myself yeah. in mind first. You, you have know. to be intentional about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's part of like the reason Katrina's... why. Oh, go ahead. And that's probably the reason why I started on this coaching um, mm-hmm. track is because I do get so much energy from helping right. other people. But if I'm doing that without helping my process, myself in the process, then it just leads to resentment. And that's not good for anybody. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I was going to ask you, do you think that sometimes we we feel like, you know, if we're not – focused on helping other people that we're that we're being selfish. You know, sometimes people don't like to put a lot of emphasis on themselves because they consider themselves, okay, well, maybe I'm being selfish. Maybe I'm being selfish with my time. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I actually mm-hmm. touch on that topic in my book. I think especially as women, we, we carry a lot of that guilt. We're supposed to be nurturing and helpful, and we do for the people that we love. And if we're not giving right. them every ounce of us, we feel guilty. Absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, and speaking of, of you and, and getting involved in, in doing life coaching, um, going around and, and interacting with people, what have you found have been, I guess, some of the top three reasons um, that people often have a hard time just just you know, starting those projects or just kind of getting their life in order? What are what are kind of some of the main reasons that kind of hinder people from, you know, starting that initial step in, in towards the right direction? Okay. I think uh, one of the main reasons is they've just never been told that they could. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They feel like there's this special group of people that get to live out their purposes or get to achieve high levels of success or get to marry their soulmates and they never got the invite for those groups so they just didn't think that they could absolutely 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 and of course um over time and you talking to um people and, and getting them um, on the right step, for those people who out there are listening, um, if if we're trying to, you know, at, at the beginning of the year, I always say that people say, okay, it's a new year, you know, I'm, I'm putting together this list of things <laughs> that I want to accomplish 
for the new year. And sometimes, oftentimes, people don't always complete those lists. So what are your thoughts, Armin, about getting started, getting prepared, you know, for a new year? Um. I'm I'm actually a fan of lists and planning. I do a big mm-hmm. plan for myself every year, usually starting in November or December. I start planning the following year. So awesome. I'm really big on yeah. planning. I've been doing that for several years now. Um, I think right. put all of your plans on a list, even the ones that sound ridiculous. And even at the end of the year, if you haven't checked off all of them, just look back at what you mm-hmm. have accomplished and be proud of that. Um, I think, you know, we need to focus on our progress and not our perfection. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't checked yeah. off all those items, at least you made steps and you're closer than you were yesterday. Right. And, and, and that's the thing. I think a lot of times we uh, are so determined to, okay, I got I to gotta meet this deadline that a lot of times our, our progress, you know, it, it, sometimes it's, it, it's not as it should be because we're so focused on meeting that deadline. And a lot of us sometimes tend to even rush what we're doing trying to meet that deadline. Oh, yeah, of course. And when you're rushing to meet a deadline, you're not putting your best foot in it. Um, Right. So do what you have time to do and what you can put the best of your energy into today and at this moment. Um, And if something else falls off, then it just falls off. And I um, right. I have a whole section in my book about prioritizing. We put so much on our list, which, like I said, put right. it all on your list. Put it in order of what you need to get done. What's going to help you get closest to your goals? I used to do that right. all the time. I would have a ton of stuff on my list, but none of yeah. it was helping me get <laughs> any closer to my goals. And I would give right. myself credit, which was good because I was – you know, taking things off of my list, but I was avoiding the big things, avoiding the stuff that was going to push me. And those are the things that I should have been focusing on in the first place. Right. And and do you think a a big, large amount of that is due to fear? Like for me, I I think that sometimes I I didn't step out um, and do the things that I needed to do because I was scared of actually where it was going to take me. You know, like, okay, this this might boost what I'm doing. So do you think people have that initial fear of, like, I'm, I'm afraid this is really going to change my world <laughs> upside down? Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, I think a lot of people assume that people are fear, afraid of failure, but I think you're right. A lot of people are afraid of success and what that means right. and, and what positions that puts in them them and what it's going to require of them, um, what other people are going to require of them. And, and that's a lot to take on, but it's, you know, on the other side of that fear is all of your most wildest, beautiful dreams coming true. And there's no better feeling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you also, um, you know, work with with women and trying to um, help them build their self-awareness. And and I wanted to ask you, with all that we see that's taking place um, in the news, in the media, social media, do you think that it has made it harder for women to get to that point of self-awareness about themselves? Um. I don't know if it's made it harder. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's definitely shined a light on it that, that hasn't always been there. Uh, right. But I think uh, one of the things dealing with social media and and just media in general, our consumption rates are sky high. So right. while it could make it harder, we're consuming stuff at such a rate that a lot of us don't even have time for it to sink in what we're doing to mm. ourselves. Wow. And because that's the thing, a lot of times we see, you know, things that take place and, and you see so many women uh, begin to have, you know, things such as, as body image um, issues because they're constantly, you know, comparing themselves to what the media is telling you is ideal, you know, so then you have women who are walking around thinking that they're not ideal and, and what they have, and you know, and what they embody, you know, is not what's popular, Right. Yeah. And that's really dangerous for a lot of women. Um, you know, body image for women has is not a new thing. But like you said, with social right. media and media right. the way it is, it's it's in our faces right. all the time. So right. it is to the detriment of a lot of women, especially, of course, young, impressionable women. Um, but I also think that it's an opportunity for us to show these women that they are beautiful mm-hmm. Um, right. just as much as it's an opportunity for them to see harmful stuff, it's an opportunity for us to to switch that and turn it around and be positive and show body positive things and show um, inspirational things and show women aspiring and achieving and doing all kind absolutely. of magnificent, magnificent stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. And so for you, what are some ways that you try to incorporate um, and working with women on building that confidence and, and building that power. Because I, I think one of the things that makes it hard for some women is that, especially, you know, dealing depending on your childhood and your upbringing, um, you, you sometimes have to really dig deep and get to the root of, you know, what the real issues are and so forth. And so what are kind of some ways that, you know, you go about helping women to, to seek that confidence and power that, that we all hold within, but we just, you know, sometimes need somebody to, to bring it to light with us. Right. Um, I think you made a good point about how things are rooted in, in the root cause mm-hmm. of things. So one of the things my favorite thing to do with people is, is constantly asking them why. For every statement they have, finds, instead of giving them the answer, is a why, uh-huh. because I need you to be able to answer for yourself Hmm. why you okay. see things the way you see them, why you feel things the way you see them. Because for a lot right. of people, hearing themselves say it, you don't see how outlandish it sounds until the words right. come out of your own mouth. Even if you've told mm-hmm. yourself that in your head for a while, saying that out loud, that I feel this way about my body, that I feel this way about my hair, that I feel this mm-hmm. way about my career, I feel this way about my partner. Saying that to yourself is one thing. Having somebody else confront you on that and say it out loud is something else. And I don't think you can get past that to start growing until you acknowledge this is where I am. This is why I'm here. This is what I've been through. And it's okay. I can say it out loud. I'm still here. The world is still spinning. I just said it out loud. I took one step. And if I can take this Mm -hmm. one step, I can take another step. And I'm me, and nobody else can do me better than me. Right, right. 
Absolutely, absolutely, and, and it can and it can be a you know it can be a challenge. You know, we we as women we we experience all different type of emotions and feelings oh, yeah. on, on a day to day basis. You know, so it's always a challenge to you know keep that energy alive and, and going within yourself. But I think, as you mentioned, kind of those you know those daily self affirmations you know to yourself definitely give you the yeah. boost to say, okay, you know what. Things are going on, but I'm I'm still here. <laughs> right, and and like you said, we are emotional creatures, and I don't want right. women to feel like they have to avoid those emotions, feel those emotions, mm-hmm. feel that hurt, mm-hmm. that anger, that stay there. Mm. That's a good point. Don't ignore it. Point. Acknowledge it. It's a part yeah. of you. It's a part of what you're going through. Your struggles are real. Your pains are real. Acknowledge them. Don't avoid right. them, but Right. Just don't wallow in them. Let's let's right. acknowledge them. Let's work through them to get to the other side. Right, right, absolutely. And do you think that you know we have we have a tendency to sometimes to wallow in those, and we don't really realize? Okay, there needs to be a cutoff point, you know, uh, of <laughs> wallowing and uh, what's going on. Oh, yeah. Um, I think yeah. wallowing, as odd as it may seem, is it's comfortable. Right. Um, just like right. any other bad Very habit, true. it's comfortable. It's, it's what you know. Um, but I'm, I'm a person of action. Um, and, and, and so I like to see forward movement. Um, mm-hmm. And even if I'm, if I'm sad today, but I make a step forward, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be sad tomorrow, but I'm just going to keep moving. Like, um, right. as, like I said, you're acknowledging those feelings, you're feeling them, you're dealing with them, but you're moving forward. You're not giving your pain or your power. You're not giving your power away. You're not giving your, your dignity away, your, your love for yourself away. Um, you're holding on to that, you're embracing that, and you're using that as your strength to move forward. Right. Even if it's Absolutely. uncomfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one of the great things that um, I, I that gravitated me towards you, um, and we talked about this, is I, uh, I, I think one of the things that I enjoy about you is that, um, you know, we, you like to tackle the whole woman. You know, I think sometimes that people only t- tackle certain part. You know, well, I'm going to deal with the, the self-esteem, but I'm not going to deal, you know, with the physical physical or the mental stability mm-hmm. of things, you yeah. know. And so being able to, you know, go to women and, and being able to help women, you know, pretty much, you know, heal and, and work on things from head to toe, um, I believe it is what we need. I think sometimes we we get bits and pieces of things from people, um, but it's always good when you can go and you know kind of kind of get a whole body renewal, <laughs> so to speak. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I um I, that's a really personal thing for me too because that was something that I had to go through myself. Um, mm-hmm. was loving myself as a whole, and you're right. I was getting bits and pieces here and there, and. I would work mm-hmm. on one part and not realize that something else was suffering, but I, I'm a whole person. I can't physically right. divide myself. I can't emotionally divide myself like that. Right. So why try to heal myself like that? Right. And, and what at what point, like, for you in your life, did, did you find that, you know, I have to 
have these moments of, of clarity and understanding and I and I and I and I have to learn that I don't have to, you know, be superwoman and try to do things so many things at one time, but I can just focus on, you know, that, that main thing and then move on from there. When was that, that point for you where you realized, you know what, I kinda need to restructure the way I'm doing things. Um I think that point for me was probably in my mid to late twenties. Uh, I just mm-hmm. got tired. <laughs> like and it was <laughs> oh, impacting no. me physically. Like I was trying to yeah. do everything for everybody and be everything right. for everybody. I was surrounded by people, but I was incredibly lonely and I got tired and mm. there was no other way to go but to up. There had wow. change was the only option. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you mentioned something very, very powerful about being surrounded by people but still feeling alone. Isn't it amazing that we can be around, surrounded by so many people but we still feel like so super alone um, in our feelings and our thoughts and uh, in, in what's going on around us? Oh, yeah. I I've heard that before, but I hadn't really Felt it mm-hmm. until I felt right. it, and then I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like, "Oh, this is not this feeling." Yeah, yeah. I, I went through a period where my world was shaken, and everything pinned on as my foundation was pretty much what from underneath, and I didn't want to feel that way again. Right, and I realized at that point that I needed to do something for myself to make sure right. that I didn't feel that way again. Um, mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. it was career-wise, relationship-wise, like all of that was shaking, and I couldn't. I could blame other people. I'm not going to take the blame for everything that happened, but regardless of who was to blame for the things that was happening to me. I was the only one mm-hmm. that can control how I reacted to it. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. And, and so many times we we deal with that. On, you know, we we allow people to absorb our energy. You know, because we because we allow them to allow us to get frustrated. We allow them to make us feel a certain type of way. And it's really important that we ha- we understand how much control we have over giving people that power and giving mm, people that energy yeah. from ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely incredible. And so one of the things um, I want to do is I want to take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, we're going to delve into uh, your book and also um, into um, Own Your Crown, a coaching program that uh, Katrina has as well, you guys. And so we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. 
and Conversations with Trent, limited edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, you guys, we are joined by author and life coach Katrina Young Sosa, you guys. Uh, she is the author of You Are Queen. And uh, speaking of uh, this awesome book, um, Katrina, tell us, what was the inspiration for uh, You Are Queen? Uh, so I was seeing a lot on social media, as we mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, and I kept seeing people refer to women as queen, this is my queen, mm-hmm. or she's a queen, and she's mm-hmm. a queen, mm-hmm. and she's a queen, but they, I thought like they were just throwing <laughs> the word of, around. Right, and, <laughs> right. And it was amazing how many times a day I saw that word, but also how many women I was coming across that didn't embrace that as part of themselves. It didn't add up. Right. It just didn't add up. And and one of the things um, that I found – oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) No, I was going to say, and and speaking of that, I think some people – are not aware of, of the language that they use from time to time because I've actually seen where some men and women have, you know, communicated to other women and, and called them queen and some people kind of are taking back <laughs> a bit like, you know, yeah. as if to say, don't call me that. And so some of these realize what the name entails or what, or what the title entails. Yeah, I, I was one of yeah. those people that just when I would hear it, I'd be like, mm, no, no, I don't. Like, either <laughs> I know. if somebody said it to me, I didn't take them seriously, like, oh, you're just right. trying to butter me up, or <laughs> you don't even know me, or what? Right. I just wasn't, I, I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, and then I would hear other women, like, almost in a sense demand that you acknowledge them like that. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, you are, you got some arrogance. <laughs> you got some nerve. Um, and then I had a friend of mine ask me, you know, what is that about? Why? And he was asking particularly about people of color and black people. Why do black people do that? Refer to each other as kings and queens and right and then it, it just it got a little bit deeper to me like you know we haven't always had that especially in this country been right. able to wear <laughs> our crowns freely right. and so that's right even if somebody else is telling us that we can't we need to know that we can we have that birthright right. it's ours to just reach out and grab it Right, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And speaking of of not uh, feeling the title, uh, my business partner uh, Anthony and I, uh, he had started what he would call Queen or, or Queen System. I'm like, Anthony, no, no, don't call me, <laughs> <laughs> don't call me Queen right. or Queen Sister. You know, like I don't, I don't want to call. I just so I was thinking, oh, like, yeah. really, I thought he was like crazy for like the longest because I was like if he calls me queen sister one more time I'm like seriously I was the same way like nah 
don't, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And so now I'm at a place like, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can embrace this. I can embrace yeah. this. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Even if you don't so, know why you're calling yeah. me queen, I know enough to embrace it myself that I'll accept it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if you're yeah. you, even if you're spitting it to me for shallow reasons, <laughs> I know who I am. So thank you. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and reading your book, uh, one of the chapters that you talk about um, is about being intentional, uh, which was one of my favorites. And it says, you know, being intentional in living life. Be intentional in living. Uh, your purpose, peace, happiness, confidence, and success are not by happenstance. Life is not a passive activity. It is not something that only happens to you. And so why was it important for you to create this chapter on on us being intentional uh, when it comes to living life? Um, because in speaking to other people and helping them through their issues, Right. It was a lot of, mm, and yeah. um, and a lot of missed opportunities, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. a lot of people just even like myself. I was by most standards successful at two degrees, a a good job. I was, um, you know, I was taking care of business, but I was just blindly going through that. I was just. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was, those were passive activities for me. Getting a degree right. was a passive activity for me because I didn't do that for me. <laughs> I did right. that because that was what I was told to do. I mean, I'm proud That's of right. myself for having accomplished right. that, but right. I didn't yeah. want to live exactly the rest yeah. of my life just mm-hmm. doing what I was supposed to do. Right. And I didn't want to live right. my life being victim because somebody did this to me and now woe is me. Neither one of those options was okay with me. Right. Absolutely. Because you have, you you have so many people who, you know, were, it was instilled upon them. Like I I had a a couple friends who they might've had parents who were doctors or accountants or lawyers. And so, you know, they didn't have a choice. (laughs) They didn't have a choice. Like, you, you you're going to be a lawyer. You're going to be an accountant, and so many of them, you know, you know, jump, you know, into college, got these degrees, then they got into jobs, and so you hear about so many people who are in these jobs or in these positions for, you know, fifteen plus years, you know, and and they're yeah. unhappy all of those fifteen plus years, and it's not until Miserable. later on. Yeah, miserable, miserable. Going in in the morning, everybody's like, "Good morning." They're like, "Ugh, <laughs> ugh, like another day here." You know, it's just like it's just, you know, they were just miserable. And and, and a great friend of mine, Cheryl Wood, um, and, and she's a, a great speaker. And she talked about how she was, you know, working in corporate America, you know, doing the nine to five, and. She was, you know, servicing other people, and and she just woke up one day and said, you know what, I no longer want to work for anybody else. I want to work for myself, you know, and she Mm -hmm. just walked away. You know, she said she didn't have any idea at the time what she wanted to do or or whatnot, you know, but a lot of us are kind of 
I know it's bad to say, but we're kind of programmed like like robots when we're young to this is what yeah. you're supposed to do. And, and, and some of us, you know, get into those things. And like you said, it ended up where we miss a lot of great opportunities because we're delving into something that's not really making us happy. Yeah. And I think back to us being programmed, I've seen yeah. a lot of people who were, like you said, programmed to do this, that, and the other with their lives. And they didn't want yeah. to do that. And so right. they didn't. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they did something else in return. It was kind of like I knew I was supposed to go right. to school and get this job <laughs> right. and this career, and I didn't want to do right. that, so I just didn't do anything. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> yeah. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No. You have options. You have a life right. to live. You just have to be intentional. If that's not what you wanted to do, then fine. But don't right. wait for somebody else to hand you what the other option is. <laughs> be intentional and find it. You got to do something. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. Because I know a few people like that. That is hilarious. <laughs> I know more than a few. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but it's so true because you're like, yeah, you know, they're like, man, my mom and daddy, you know, they wanted me to go off to school and I didn't want to go. And so, like, oh, what do you do now? Nothing. I just, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, how was that okay? Absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh, that is an amazing. And, and another one I like about um, in here is uh, check yourself. And you talk about one of the topics that I, I talk to people often about is separating yourself from toxic people. Um, oh, and, and, and a lot of times, um, I know for me personally, I had a friend or, or somebody I thought was a friend who I didn't realize they were toxic until much, much later. You know, people would, would say stuff to me, and I'm like, no, no, that's my best friend. Like, what are you talking You know, like I, I, I didn't yeah. see it. And so it wasn't until mm-hmm. later on that I was like, wow, like, you're super toxic. <laughs> like, you're, you're so yeah. toxic, it makes no sense. So do you think, like, sometimes it's, it's truly – blinding to some people to kind of see those toxic individuals around them. Oh, yeah. 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 I uh, I actually just wrote a whole entire separate piece on eight signs of toxic people because oh, wow. truly you just <laughs> you don't see them sometimes, especially if it's people that right. you love or people that you've been around your whole life. Um, just because somebody has been in your life for the past 20 years does not mean that they are exempt from this. It does not mean that they can't mm. now, 20 years later, be a toxic person. Especially Very true. if the oh, start yeah. of that 20 years, you were eight years old. Like, come on now. <laughs> right. Half of that time doesn't even <laughs> count. Like, what do you mean? Um, right. So, yeah, it's it's important to, to – um, to let those things go because you're not, and you know, like we mentioned earlier, that guilt, I get it. You don't want to turn your back on people that you, right. you love, but um, they've already turned them back, their back on themselves most of the time. Mm. And that's not to be harsh, but, you know, I mentioned in the book about uh, a story that I heard from Joel Osteen, and he was talking about a man on a bridge 
who was about to commit suicide and another man came along to speak to him, try to help him get off the bridge. But at the end of it, they both jumped. I'm not jumping with you. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Right. 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 I'm not doing it. Absolutely. And I think, Absolutely. Um, Another thing about toxic people is, you know, like like the chapter says, check yourself. You have to make sure you're not one of those toxic people, too. Because mm. just like you can be blind to somebody else being toxic, wow. you can be blind to what you're doing to be toxic in somebody else's life, to be toxic in your own life. Right. And, and what are some... What are some signs that that <laughs> that we ourselves are toxic? Like, how do you identify? Like, okay, you know what? I, yeah, I, I do have some toxic tendencies. <laughs> um, I think um, one of the major ways we ourselves are toxic is when we're relying on other people to validate us. And I know that mm. that comes with insecurity and self-esteem issues, but if it's um, bringing resentment and anger in your relationships because either they're tired of you requiring them to validate you or you're right. mad at them because they didn't validate you in the way that you wanted them to, that's toxic. Nobody owns the responsibility of making you happy. Mm. That responsibility yes. lies within yourself. Right. Wow. We can be demanding of time and energy, and I love this person so much. I want all of their time. No, that's toxic. You you can't demand all of anybody. They can't be everything to you, and they can't give you everything that they are. That means that you're missing something from yourself, and you need to figure out what that is in yourself that you're missing so that you can become a whole person. Absolutely. Oh, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the folks out there who are tuned in, if you're just catching us on the line, you guys, we are on with author and life coach Trina Young Sosa. You guys, if you're out there, you got a question or a comment, feel free to call in. I know a lot of people are listening since they just got off of work. So hopefully you guys are using your hand-free device <laughs> because we don't want anybody uh, having any issues while listening to the broadcast. But feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. And all you have to do is press 1 on your phone, and we'll be happy to bring you into the conversation. And, uh, Katrina, uh, one of the things um, that we also talked about, and you're so open to talk about as well, is about being a black woman, a lesbian woman, and a Christian. And so when yeah. when, when you and I talked and, and we talked about this, and especially um, it, it seems like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I feel like sometimes when people hear, hear the word, woman, you know, and, and lesbian all in the same sentence. People act like it's it's something new, like a, a new term <laughs> new term <laughs> like that has that has just popped out of the woodwork and uh you know, and so for you, um and being out here, uh, do you find it difficult, um, for women 
um, especially black women, because I've had several black women, uh, lesbian women on the show who talked about the difficulty um, about being a black woman and, and being a lesbian in today's society. So do you feel that a lot of women, um, and specifically black women, have a hard time, you know, having that conversation with their loved ones um, about how they truly feel? You know, I, I think, and it goes back to kind of that programming, you know, program to get married to a man, <laughs> You know, and, <laughs> and do all these things. And so when when your plan is different, sometimes people have a hard time accepting that. And so what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I do think it's, it's hard. Um, you know, yeah. when I was born, I was born to two black parents. I can't, I couldn't change that. And I was born a woman. And both of those by themselves come with, their own um, mm. issues and struggles. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I was, I was raised in a, in a very Christian home, um, mm-hmm. which I'm proud of, but that once again, it comes with its, its own set of issues and ideals. And um, so, yes, just, and then to add lesbian, it's like the, <laughs> the cherry on top of it. Um, but I can't ignore any of them. Um, right. So I was just talking to my wife earlier today about how we have this stigma about um, mental health and how it's hard to have those conversations. So anything mm, dealing with absolutely. your emotions or how you feel or doing anything out of what others consider the norm and wanting to sit down and having a heart-to-heart conversation about that, Right. It's hard. <laughs> it, it is yeah, hard. Yeah. 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 And it, I have so for it for, forever. <laughs> <laughs> she said forever. <laughs> how how long look, how long did it take you to, to to get to that point where you were ready to have that conversation? Well, you know, I came out to my mom when I was fourteen and um Wow. That didn't go smoothly. <laughs> right. But, uh, right. You know, as I came into adulthood and we became friends and we started having adult conversations and started talking to each right. other as women and respecting each right. other as women, um mm-hmm. and allowing, you know, her, both of us to realize, you know, the same struggles that I was going through in my 20s, she probably went through some of those same struggles in hers and her, you know, realizing, hey, I've been there, I've done that, and I wouldn't have wanted somebody to look at me this way or dress me this way or try to dictate my life this way. Um, so coming to that place together made it easier for us to talk about anything under the sun and and I'm very blessed mm-hmm. to have her as a mother for that reason. Right. Um, um but coming to my father on the other hand was something that I didn't do until right before I got married. So I um wow because I just I was not ready to to risk that. We'd had some some blow up conversations he and I when I was younger mm-hmm. over yeah, me dating a man, <laughs> and so for me to say, "Hey, so I'm you not knew to you this talking woman," to like, right? No, <laughs> <I'm> not <nonsense. laughs> 
couldn't be true to myself. And, you know, because I was um, out in every other aspect of my life. I was out at work. Mm-hmm. I was um, active in the LGBTQ community in San Diego mm-hmm. where I was living at the time. So, heck, I lived in the neighborhood. Um, so my whole life was was <laughs> a pride. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I still had that pain over my head. Um, but, mm. you know, when, when I came to him and I told him, and I actually wrote him a letter to let him know how I was feeling to get those mm. feelings out because they are real. Right. Um, right. He couldn't he couldn't say anything else to the fact I you know, I respect the way you feel and I love you and let's move forward. Wow. And and that's a beautiful experience because not everybody, you know, has the opportunity to have something, you know, run run as smoothly as that. And so and, oh, yeah. and you mentioning being fourteen and, and discovering these feelings you had and I've talked to a lot of parents and uh actually I just recently talked to one um over the weekend who who talked about um her daughter you know having those um type of feelings and she said well okay you know I, I think it might be a phase she could be over it <laughs> you know right. Next, right next week or so so you have people who have a tendency to think okay you're 14 how do you know these feelings are true? How do you know, you know, so for you at 14, like how did you know this, you know, the difference between this is just a phase or this is what it's going to (laughs) be? I didn't know. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest, I I didn't know. I didn't even really, at 14, I didn't really grasp. Okay. The magnitude okay. of what I was saying to her—that makes sense. It yeah. wasn't until mm-hmm. she responded as harshly as she did that I was like, "Wait a minute, what did I say? What what happened?" <laughs> uh, right. What? Right. I mean, I like this girl. What's the problem? You know. So mm-hmm. I didn't realize it um, at fourteen. Um, so I can't even really be mad at her for reacting the way she did. Although obviously it was not a phase um, in that deep about it at that time. Mm-hmm. It's just right. what I was doing. Right, right. And, I didn't and, and start so, thinking that deeply about it until my 20s, and I had tried to date a man, and it was it was bad. I loved him yeah. to death. I still love him as a friend, but... I knew that was not something that I could, I couldn't live my life like that. It just wasn't right. an option for me. Right. And, and for you, because I, I always like to, to give people insight, and we do have a lot of parents um, who, who listen to the show. And so what do you recommend as far as when, when parents have that moment where their kids come to them with this type of conversation, you know, mom or dad, I'm, 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 experiencing these type of feelings and so forth, how do you recommend that, that parents approach these these type of conversations? Because oftentimes I feel that in, in, in talking to some young girls and, and guys, it's, it's the very conversation um, that kind of made, made or broke the, the the communication between the parents from their forth, you know, like okay, if 
depending on how mom and dad responds to this, you know, or how they responded when I had that conversation with them. And so some kids base that off, okay, you know what, I I can't go back to them. I can't go back to them and talk about anything else because I already know. It's kind of how you mentioned, you know, with your dad, how you had talked to him about, you know, just issues of of dating a guy. So when you came to him and and, and were saying, you know, well, I'm interested, you know, I want to be, you know, married and in a relationship with a woman, you know, you you didn't know where he was going to go with that. So how do you recommend parents go about handling that type of dialogue? Um, I think it needs to be definitely some open communication. Um, I think anger is obviously not the answer um, because it takes a lot for somebody to come to their parents and say that. So you have to be right. Right. Beside yourself to realize it's not necessarily about you, um, mm. which as parents, apparently, that's that's the hard thing to do. You you birthed this child, you've raised this child, you have their whole life intentionally right. or not planned out for them with the best interest in mind most of the time. So when they come to you for something that's different from what you had planned, that's almost an insult to you. But it's not. It's it has nothing to do with you, your parenting, their love for you, your love for them. So listen to what they're saying. Um, I think it's okay to to voice a difference of opinion, uh, but right. as the adult in the situation, as the parent in the situation, you know better. <laughs> like I don't know how to say that. Yeah. You know better. Don't mm-hmm. don't let what you're feeling get the best of you. Um, And if you feel like it's a phase, then that's fine. But once you realize that it's not a phase, then accept it and acknowledge it for what it is. Mm. Mm. If you feel like it's a sin, then you can't condemn anyone. And as a Christian, you should know that. So you're your piece is to tell them how you feel, leave it there, and continue to pray for them. But being mm-hmm. disrespectful or spiteful is going against everything that you're saying that you're wanting for them. Right. Absolutely. And, and speaking, speaking of, 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 uh, you know, people um, saying that it's a sin and so forth, we, we recently had a huge controversy in the media with with gospel singer Kim Burrell and, and, her, oh, yeah. and, her, <laughs> and her message to the, to the gay community. And wow. so uh, I like to keep it real over here on the show. So I wanted to ask you, like, what are, you, what are, what are your thoughts on that, on how the church and, 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 and gospel leaders and the singers and so forth on – on, on touching a subject, I, and, and this is just my opinion. I feel that sometimes, um, if you don't know what's going on about a certain subject, it is your responsibility to to educate yourself, but also go to a source that can help you. You know, understand oh, yeah. what's going on. So, you know, if 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 I'm trying to be a mechanic. And knowing I have no mechanical skills, I better go see a mechanic so I can know what's <laughs> really going on mm-hmm. with my vehicle. So for you, what are your thoughts on, you know, the 
various churches and, and gospel singers and, and, and people in, in certain positions speaking on issues about the LGBTQ community? Um, yeah. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Let's see, I take a deep pause. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's so frustrating to the point that it's laughable. Like, mm. situation reach, recently with, with Kim Burrell, like, you are speaking mm-hmm. death over people's lives. That's right. That's not a joke. That's not something that you casually say. That's not something that you say without some intention behind it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of lose a level of respect. No, kind of. I do lose a level of respect for you as a Christian woman. You know, you can't. Mm-hmm. The hypocrisy in some of it just makes my skin crawl. Like, are y'all serious right, right now? Right. You right. can't wish death over me for who I love and then expect to be blessed in your own life regardless of whether the sins you have personally because you have them. Without a doubt, you have them. One of the issues that I've had a million conversations with people with over the years is how the church seems to uh, single out homosexuality as the sin of sins. Um, And it's like, why, though? Mm Why? Why? We're we're talking about people's lives. Um, not that other sins don't have a great impact on people's lives, but if I um, if I commit another sin that hurts somebody, then that's one thing. But me loving my wife and us taking care of each other and praying with each other, that's not hurting anybody. Hmm. And yet that's what you want to be mad about. Right. Absolutely. I think that, you know, I think overall, I think some some of the issues or, or different topics that people, um, in, in, I'm going to say certain positions, and I say certain positions because people who are well-known, you know, well-known um, around the world or in the community, I think um, a lot of times <clears throat> you have to realize the effect um, that what you say or what you do will have on people. I think, um, and and one great friend of mine, we've had this discussion how so many things are the main reasons that keep people from going to church, keep people Mm -hmm. from even seeking um, a relationship with God is because you have people who who say such harsh and crucial things, and not just pertaining to the LGBTQ community, but you know, versus a lot of things about you know being a single mom and and uh, you know mm-hmm. having multiple kids out of wedlock and teen pregnancy, like all these issues, you know, stop some people right at the door, you know, because oh, they yeah. they feel like I'm going to be ridiculed when I get in here, you know. Um, and, and, and so a lot of times, you know, we have no idea of the effect of, of what we say, what we do, or what we do may catapult, you know, and just <laughs> just stretch out to the magnitude. And so 
uh, for you. We, we, you and I also had that conversation about how oftentimes people figure, you know, being uh, a lesbian and, and being a Christian, you can't do both of those things. You know, they can't right. dwell <laughs> in, in the same body. And so for you, mm-hmm. what has been that conversation for you of, you know, talking with people about, you know, who are a lesbian and having that relationship with God? Because I, I've read on, on different um, individuals' pages and so forth about how sometimes that's a huge conflict for them because they've been told all their lives that, you know, if you're gay or if you're lesbian, that's a sin and, and God won't love you, this and that and the third. And so some people have actually been able to, afraid to have, you know, try to have a relationship with God because of that. Yeah, I, and I've gone through that struggle myself. Yeah. Um, right. You know, I've told myself, okay, I'm going to uh, be a good Christian girl, and I'm not going to be a lesbian anymore. That mm. lasted for mm. two days. Um, and in the reverse, I've told myself, okay, I'm just going to live this life, and if the church doesn't right. want me, then I don't want it either. So, right. you know, I'm just going right. to separate from there. Um, mm-hmm. I think for me, you know, over the past few years, God has really showed up and showed out in my life, and there's right. and it's undeniably His work in my life. Um, right. And so, if He wants to have a relationship with me, which I know He does, then by all means, I want to have that relationship with Him, even if that means right. not having a relationship with the church. Mm. Mm. And um, I, my relationship with God is, is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. It's it's very right. personal for me. Um, just like I would not let anybody um, disrespect my relationship with my wife or my mother or right. my sister right. or anybody else that I love, um, you're not going to tell me what me and God got going on over here. Right, right. You, you, I'm just not right. going to let you do that. And um, he takes care of me every day. We talk every day. I feel him mm-hmm. every day. And right. um, it just is what it is. And right. um, those that are, are with it will be with it, and those that are not, I, I'm just not at a point in my life where I want to convince somebody else that it's okay for me to be the way that I am, to be who okay. I am. Right, right. And um, for those that are dealing with that, um, you know, you have your heart, you have your mind, you have your intuition. Um, trust yourself. Uh right. If you want to be open with God, just listen to him. He'll speak to you. Um, And if you want to participate in the church, then do that as well. That's that's your decision to make. That's not theirs. Everybody in that congregation is dealing with their own issue. Um, So don't let that push you away from your own blessings. Don't let somebody else's issues with you block your blessings. Absolutely, 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 and and we have a caller here. 
uh, from area code 913. Um, last digit is 9626. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is Stephen Ferguson. I'm calling from Kansas City, Missouri. Hey, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, dear? Doing great. We are on with uh, Katrina Young Sosa. Uh, you got a question or comment for her? I, I've got a a comment. Um, okay. First of all, guys, beautiful show. Beautiful show. Thank okay. You. Um, regarding what you guys have been talking about, about uh, – you know the homosexuality thing in in the church. Right. Um, right. Um, there, there's a lot of people out there that call themselves Christians and don't have a clue what it means to be like Christ. Right. Um, there's a story in the gospel where there was a uh, um, a prostitute and. She was about to be stoned by a bunch of people. And Christ came along and they were getting ready to, you know, just stone this woman just for being a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And Christ looked at him and said, He who is without sin cast the first stone. Right. And We've got a lot of people out here casting stones that have just as much sin in their life as the people they want to throw the stones at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not about if you're gay, straight, or whatever. I've got two daughters. Um, the oldest is 26, and the youngest will be 21 this coming November. Mm-hmm. And as a father, I try to, you know, prepare for every contingency I possibly can, you know. And right. I've actually, I've actually given some thought about if they will come to me and say, "Dad, I think I'm a lesbian." Right. The main thing is not about the the sex of the person you're with. Mm-hmm. The main thing is that if do you love that person and does that person love you? Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. If the love right. is there, if love is there, God is there. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line. Okay. Okay. So if you love that person you're with, don't worry about what these little chuckleheads in some of these churches say, <laughs> because because the, the majority of them, they may not be doing what you're doing, but they're doing something. They're doing something on their own too. Right. Every one of us, every one of us sins. It doesn't matter what the sin is. That's that's not the point. The point right. is, is your heart right? Is the love right? Is the love true and is it unconditional? That's all in that. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you, well you, said. You know, do you, 
you know, you guys do your thing. I'm at work right now, so I can't stay on here long. But <laughs> I, just, I, I just, I, I had to say that, you know. Absolutely. And Absolutely. We just thank you. God will be in your life, no matter. We don't want to talk about sins. You want me to start talking about the sins I've done? Man, we'd be here for three hours. <laughs> but I know God loves me, and I love Him. And Absolutely. that's all that matters. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for calling me. Love you guys. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Love you Not too. Not a problem. All, All right. right. Bye bye. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome point, made. Awesome point. Yeah. And um, you know, and yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm glad that we were able to have that conversation, and and hopefully for parents who, <clears throat> you know. Uh, maybe going through that at this particular time, it, it gives them some some better insight on how to handle things, you know. And sometimes, Katrina, do you think we have to just simply accept the fact that some things are the way they are, you know? It'd be I, because I have a, a great friend of mine who has been a lesbian. Whew, probably since we were 12, <laughs> 12 or, or 13 years old, I think, and but she really didn't, uh, I guess, come out, so to speak, until uh, later on uh, when she got into college and so forth. And so she's been trying for years now to have that conversation with her mom. And, you know, and I've tried to explain as well, which is no, I know it's no excuse, but, you know, having mothers of a certain generation, you know, those type of ideas just, are foreign to them, you know, and and they right. don't want to discuss it, and it's like, you know, it makes them uncom- you know, uncomfortable and all these different things. And so I told her, you know, you just have to understand at the end of the day, parents know, you know, parents know what's going on with their kids, you know, um, even if they say something or, or may not say, um, you know, um, you know, and I think for her, um, her her biggest thing was okay. I want to tell her, have this conversation with her, you know, so that I can kind of, you know, feel free with it within myself. Like, okay, you know, as long as my my mom understands what's going on, this is what matters. And so do you think that sometimes you just have to get to a point where you you just simply live for you? And and like you said, those who, who love you and support you, you know, they'll eventually jump on board or they'll just maybe respectfully accept it without, you know, verbally saying so. Yeah, I I do think that you absolutely have to live your life for yourself and do what's going to make you happy. Um, Mm -hmm. And like you said, those who love you, they'll they'll be there. Um, Even if they're not excited for you, even if all you get is, is the respect you might agree to disagree, except that you can't, it's not about making somebody else embrace who you are for in, in that right. aspect or get excited about it. It's about saying, hey, this is who I am, um, and then saying, okay, either yes, okay, I fully accept you, I love you, I don't care, we're all good, or saying, you know, that's hard for me. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but let's have this mutual respect and move forward. Um, right. And if you can get that, then, then that's a blessing. Because like you said earlier, some people don't even get that common courtesy or, or right. 
that continuation of a relationship. Um, so, yeah, take what you can give in certain aspects. Um, you know, as far as, like, society goes, we're, that's it's still an uphill battle um, for certain mm-hmm. things. Um, and that fight continues, but you can't let that fight consume you to the point that that's all that's all you care about and you can't let that fight scare you to the point that you're at a standstill and you're not doing anything you you've got to Mm -hmm. live your life um you can't do it for your mother you can't do it for your friends you've got to live your life for you um i show my gratitude to my mother by living a happy life if i'm miserable Um, she knows it, like you said, she's my mom, parents, and right. everything. If I'm miserable, she's miserable too. I'm not mm-hmm. doing anybody mm-hmm. a service by by living in the shadows of my truth. Right. Right. Mm. Love that. Love that. And, and of course, um, for your uh, book, uh, incredible book that uh, Katrina has, You Are Queen, um, tell the folks uh, when it's going to be av- available and where they can go to purchase it. Currently available for pre order on Amazon Kindle, and it will be out in print and Kindle on February the 14th. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. And I definitely encourage you guys uh, to make sure you purchase her book. Uh, you're definitely going to get a lot of greatness um, out of this. And I know that you also have the Own Your Own Crown um, coaching program. And so for the folks out there who may be interested uh, in being a part of the coaching program, tell them um, a little bit about that and how they can go about um, contacting you to uh, start those services. Yeah, so the coaching program is a 12-week um, one-on-one program. Um, I'm currently in the middle of revamping my website to reflect the new layout of the program. But it's it's about um, getting you to a place where you, you see the royalty and the masterpiece that you are. Um, like I said earlier in the conversation, a, a lot of women – in particular, hear the word queen, but they don't embrace it for all that means or could mean in their life. Um, They don't go after their opportunities because they're fearful or they've never been told that they could or society tells them they're not good enough in some way, shape, or form. And um, I want to work with you to get past that. I want you to have everything that you want in life. Um, a successful career, if that's what you want, a successful marriage or partnership, if that's what you want, whatever it is that you need out of life that you feel like you're not getting, let's get over those hurdles. Let's get you unstuck. Um, let's straighten out that crown so you can wear it proudly. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And, of course, uh, for the folks out here who want to connect with you as far as social media and all those great things, uh, tell them how they would go about doing that. You can reach me on um, Instagram and Twitter at KTRN Young um, and on Facebook at Katrina Young Sosa. 
Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, I am so thrilled that you came on here tonight. I, I've been anticipating this show for a while, and I knew that it would be great, and indeed it was. Um, so I hope you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> I did, I did. This has been really good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, my pleasure. I just thank you for being who you are and being open um, about um, everything that has taken place in your life and being able to reach back and, and help other people. And, and that's what it's all about, you know, about yeah. going through life, going through our own journeys and, and reaching back and helping people make it through their own journeys. So uh, I'm definitely thrilled and um, encouraging you guys to go and purchase uh, You Are Queen, and I'm going to be putting the link to that um, on the Beautiful Butterfly Show page so you guys can purchase that on Valentine's Day. Um, and you can show somebody a little extra love by buying them a copy too. Yeah. So just keep that in, <laughs> keep that in mind. <laughs> Let somebody know that you see them as a queen. Yes, absolutely. So, of course, you have uh, this book, You Are Queen, which releases um, next month. So, what's next in store uh, for you? Um, continuing coaching. Um, helping as many women as I can, um, working on a new um, writing project. Um, Wonderful. But don't have too many details on that one at the time. But, yeah, just progress, everyday progress. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more great things from you, and I hope that uh, you'll come back on here and join uh, me back on here on the show again real soon. It was definitely a pleasure having you. Yeah, it was a pleasure being here. Thank you again. Absolutely. And you have a great rest of your evening. I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay, thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. All right, you guys, that was author and life coach Katrina Young. So, so you guys, uh, author of You Are Queen, available on Amazon.com uh, on Valentine's Day. So, as I say, show somebody some love and show somebody that you are a queen. And so a lot of people show us that every day, and, and we are thankful for those of you who show us that every day. Uh, so with that said, folks, uh, get ready, get in store, because next week we got more new guests joining uh, us here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm excited. I'm thrilled, as always, uh, to have new people join us uh, here on the platform. So you guys be in store for that. Um, coming up on Tuesday, uh, January 31st, you guys, we got Gigi De Niro in the building, you guys, rapper, singer-songwriter. Uh, she's coming to us, you guys, uh, from Memphis, Tennessee, I believe, and She's going to be joining us at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Thursday, that's February 2nd, we got Eric Leggett in the building, you guys, and he is going to be talking about his new book about dating and the choices that uh, women and men make. So it's going to be a hot one, uh, that show indeed, you guys. So nevertheless, I'm always appreciative of you guys who continue to support uh, this show and YRN 1328. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. I am Bianca Fly. I'll see you next time. Love King. Love King forever.
The Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.